Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, as we seek to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ through engaging interviews of ordinary people in whom God is doing an extraordinary work. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited that you've chosen to join us. For the second week in a row, we have as our guest, Danny Williams, pastor of First Baptist Church of Lyons, Georgia. And he's been a friend of mine for about 21 years now. Danny, don't you think it's been 21 years? I believe you're 2000. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Danny was one of a couple of guys who, uh, actually uh, three guys that very influential in Lacey and I moving to Florida to plant a church. And one of two guys, Ian Rick Lawrence, who basically recruited me to Northeast Florida to plant a church. I hope we have made him proud. We're very grateful for his leadership and his friendship through the years. Danny and Gwen, great model of ministry for for me and Lacey and for so many other young couples, including Danny connected us with our first worship leader as well, young man at the time in college by the name of Clint Clifton. Newlyweds Clint and Jennifer came and led worship at our church uh, plant here in Jacksonville and then went on to greater things, planting churches themselves. And now Clint is with the North American Mission Board, helping develop church planters there. So just great influence, Danny, you've had on my life and and Clint's and others, so many others. So we're thankful. Last week shared his testimony with us, and we've asked him to come back this episode and teach on the topic of joyful generosity. So enough of my introducing him. Danny, let me hand it over to you. All right. Thank you so much. It's it's always a privilege to, to be with you. But uh, let, me, let me just start with Clint Clifton. Mm. When I met Clint, he came, he came to us from a church that had gone through a split. His family came with, uh, to us. At that time, he was, he was playing in a rock and roll band, was doing drugs and everything. And so he came into our church. And, and How his, old was he, Danny? Came, he, he was probably maybe 12 or 13, I guess, maybe eighth grade. I don't know, maybe ninth grade. I don't remember exactly. But Named but, after uh, Clint Eastwood, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, his, his dad was approached by one of our, our teachers, or a lady, and, and asked, her, asked if he could come to our school. And he said, oh, we don't have the money to pay for him to come to school. And she said, oh, if he wants to come to our school or you want him to come to our school, you don't worry about the money. God will take care of that. And uh, from the day that he entered our school, uh, he ne- he doesn't have a clue who the people were that paid for his entire Christian education in a Christian school that we we uh, had at our church. And uh, it was called Pinal Baptist Academy. He went on from there to Bible College at Florida Baptist Theological College. All of that was paid for by our members, uh, and it was just individuals that cared about him, cared about his family, and they sacrificed for the sake of him. Uh, he ended up going to Liberty University and uh, got a master's degree there, and now works for the North American Mission Board, leading North American Mission Board in training uh, the training ministry of church planters, and so he's in charge of that, which... I mean, he, he, it was, it's a, an absolute miracle of God, and it's all about the generosity of God's people, which, which uh, saw uh, in him potential. 
he ended up becoming the worship uh, leader for a praise band that when we were starting churches, uh, he, he was, uh, he, he played at a number of those church plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he took a group of kids from our church that were from 10th grade to, to seniors in high school. And they would travel to wherever we were planting a church and, uh, and they would be the worship team, and they would just go, and they would meet at different times so they could go to different places. It was a, it was just an amazing thing. But uh, to think that God would take him from the background that he had in, you know, sinful living, get him targeted, and uh, how God used him. But it was the generosity of God's people that made that possible. Amen. So there, there, you know, and I, and that that just continues right on in ministry. Uh, you, you know, it was just an involvement that people make. When when, we, when I was training those guys, there were it was him and about six other guys that I met with every Monday morning, and the people of our church paid for the study material. For instance, we gave each one of them a book called uh, "Called and Accountable." Our church paid for that. I mean, mm-hmm. members of our church. I, I just say to them, hey. We've got some guys that I'm, I'm meeting with every Monday morning, discipling them. Uh, uh, probably 75% of them went into the ministry. So it was uh, it was pretty amazing. And it was just been ongoing like that with numbers of things and numbers of people. So, uh, you know, today uh, our church is sponsoring about 25 church plants that, again, comes out of the generosity of God's people, uh, a man that had gotten wealthy left our church a, a large sum of money and we've been giving that money away and what money it's been earning we've been giving that money away uh to the point that our church gives about um uh probably close to four hundred thousand dollars a year and we're not a big church i mean we mm-hmm. uh, right now during covid we're running about 200 people a week and and uh but but with the giving of all folks so we give 10 percent to corporate program Southern Baptist way of giving, and uh, plus uh, all kinds of other things that we do, uh, local things, national things, international things, and so it's it's just been pretty amazing. But yeah, uh, Danny, that's it. Sounds amazing to me that a you know a, a congregation of two hundred could be giving away four hundred thousand. Uh, you know, outside of you know what they would be spending on their own you know budget for yeah. just their own internal use. But they're giving four hundred a thousand away to serve or help others. Yeah. Can you give me some insight into why why would a, a you know a congregation give away so much? You're about fifty percent, aren't you, Danny? Which is so unusual. We're giving about fifty percent of our income away. Yes. What's fueling uh, that, well, Danny? So I came here and they had had a church split, so they'd lost 80, 80 people in one fell swoop of a congregation about probably about 175, 80 of them walked out. So I, when I came here, they were going to cut missions giving. And I said, just wait till I get there before you make that decision, because I, I couldn't imagine doing that. Uh, you know, uh, so what they did is they just cut it out of my salary. So they cut me, my income by $30,000. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't bother me. What I'd learned about life is that, you know, if I'll be faithful to God, God God's always faithful to me. And and so in, in the long haul of that, uh, you know, my salary has gotten back up and, mm-hmm. and you know, but, but, but I just 
kept encouraging them. So immediately I said, don't give less than 10% uh, of our income to missions. And they did. The next thing you know, our our uh, income has increased by $100,000. Wow. And uh, next time you know, it's uh, uh, we're giving away money. Uh, one, a guy calls me one day, and he said, Brother Danny, he said, I'm going to sell my house. Now, he's from the church I pastored in Florida. He said, I'm, we, me and my wife had talked about it. we're going to sell our house and uh, build a smaller house. And he said, uh, the, the real estate people think the house is worth more than I'm willing to ask for it. And so I told him, sell it for whatever you can get for it. But he said, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to send you the income over what they tell us that that uh, that we're telling them it's good. And two weeks later, he calls me and he says, I'm sending you a check for $20,000. I mm. said, what? Wow. He said, it sold for $20,000 more than it was worth. He wasn't even a member of our church. Mm-hmm. We immediately began to give that money uh, to church planting. So Clint Clifton was the first church that we sponsored, and it was in Virginia, nowhere close to us. But, uh, you know, it was that one, and then the next thing you know, it's another one. And, and then he's been, uh, his church started a, a ministry to uh, military uh, 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 Marines, actually, because he was right next to Quantico Marine Base. And so they started churches near the Marine Base for targeting Marines, but other people as well. And uh, so they, they've got about, I want to think, nine or ten uh, churches next to Marine bases now. Just got a letter this past week telling about three Marines that were saved at the at the base. And, and, mm. uh, and one uh, from Iowa, Japan. And on top of that, started the first Southern Baptist church in the history of Iceland. In Iceland, so, yes. Wow. So, international. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah well, when we got five churches up in Vancouver, British Columbia. Washington, D.C., New York City, I mean, it goes on and on. Yeah. Through, through the generosity of, uh, of God's people. Now, let me, let me, I'm going to try and nail this one down with you, with you, Danny. We've got, you know, some people that might be listening in who maybe they're struggling with this idea of being able to give more, or, or yeah. maybe they're not giving much at all. Maybe they don't have an understanding of, of, the, of the doctrine and theology of, of giving generosity they weren't they didn't grow up in that and now we have you on the show and you're talking about joyful generosity and we're, now we're hearing stories of, of a congregation of around 200 people can give 400,000 giving it away not even spending it on their own ministries but giving it away to other ministries and now you're telling me another story of a man who's not even a part of your immediate church who who just gives 20,000 Twenty thousand dollars away. So, I mean, let me uh, with that question uh, kind of give you a platform to to maybe explain to some people who are maybe lost on this idea of you know why would people give so much? Well, uh, I would. Uh, this was model for me when I was growing up. Uh, my we had missionaries in our home, and we would hear about them. You know, giving up potentially. Uh, just unbelievable amounts of money that could come in, into them and leave and go to the mission field and, mm-hmm. and live on very little bit, just enough to, you know, a place to live and, and uh, food to eat, that kind of thing. And, and, and you know, you got the story of, of Lottie Moon, who literally starved to death trying to help the people she ministered to, mm-hmm. died on the ship coming back home. So I heard all those stories coming up. But what I've learned about America is we, we talk about something that, 
that we make like it's a huge deal, and that's the American dream. Mm-hmm. Wonder what people. I, I often wonder what do y'all think about God's dream. And uh, I look at the scripture, and I'll see. I'll be reading along there, and it says, and and um, and there was a great need in the church in Jerusalem, and and Barnabas, meaning that his name means son of encouragement. Right. He sells a piece of property, just that piece of property, for the sake of helping the church out, helping the ministry of the church, helping feed the widows and take care of the orphans and get the gospel to the ends of the earth. And uh, and, and then you, you see churches like Antioch that Paul uh, was uh, and Barnabas were, were, uh, were pastors in, and they, mm-hmm. uh, they ended up leaving. The church says one day to have the Spirit of God speak to them. They're leaving. So the church at Antioch supported them to go uh, and take the gospel, really, at that point in time, to the ends of the earth. And so, uh, you know, you've got those kind of things happening over and over in in Scripture. And it's like uh, God's dream is that we get the gospel to the ends of the earth, uh, not to get another bedroom on our house or, uh, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a nice house and all that kind of stuff, so I'm not putting that down. Mm -hmm. But what do we really need? Mm. And if if what we need is food and shelter and clothing, then when are we going to stop adding to all of that and say, okay, I've got all I need, Mm -hmm. and uh, here's... I, had, I talked to a man the other day, and, and his his thinking about life is, what does it take for to sustain me and my family? Sustain them, not to lavish them. Right. He said, we're going to give all the rest of that to kingdom work. And man, his business is just boom because of it. So so here here's what I see. God resources those who resource his work. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's and a great as, word. As, he, as we give it, 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 it's like he channels it not to us, but he channels it through us. If we will open the, the floodgates and let the, let the flow uh, go through us, or our lives or through our hands, God will just give us more to give. I, I've learned this, mm-hmm. and, and it's been said by thousands of people. You cannot outgive God. Mm-hmm. And uh, generous people are blessed people. They're blessed because they know they've obeyed God, and they're blessed because they get to see the results of, of all that God's doing around the world. Listen, I asked, uh, we, we, we've been planting churches. I called all the churches that we've been helping get started, and uh, we were giving about $10,000 per church per year. Uh, and, and so I called all those guys. I said, how many people were saved in your church in this particular year, I want to think it was like uh, 2015, somewhere along in there. When they got back in touch with me, over 500 people had come to know Christ out of those church plants. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and so that year, we baptized people that came to know the Lord, baptized. We baptized in our church 32 people. Mm-hmm. And out of the churches that we were planting, they, they baptized over 500. One guy sent us a video. They had had five weekend services and had 75 people that came to know Christ wow. just in one church at Christmas. So, so you know, uh, I mean, you know, it's, to me, it's not about how much you can give away. It's about the, the transformation of lives that comes from that giving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, God honors that. And uh, it, 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 I mean, it, 
I get to the point where I get plum giddy over it. It's, it just becomes fun. It becomes a celebration. Uh, I mean, you know, we we recently uh, they sent me and, and a group of guys, five preachers, to India. Our, our church did, and individuals gave significantly to do this to, to preach the gospel. We preached three nights. We were expecting maybe thirty thousand people would show up. We were in a stadium. A hundred and three thousand people showed up. Eighty. 5,000 people trusted Christ. They've got names and addresses, and we're trying to get Bibles to every one of those people. Wow. We've gotten the Bibles to about 30,000 of them already. They've baptized hundreds of them and have started hundreds of churches, past churches since then, made up of those people. This past week, they had 250 people saved in the outreach work that they did. So that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. It's not about it's about the transformation of lives and you know it just becomes so exciting when you're engaged in what it is that god has in mind god wants to save the world amen and Mm -hmm. and if we would get off of our pocketbooks imagine what could be done uh if we would do that so and it's not about showing off it's it's about just loving god and loving people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if we love god it's going to show up in our giving. It, Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I once wondered why generosity was not one of the fruit of the Spirit, because to me it is fruit yeah. of the yeah. Holy Spirit's yeah. work in our life, yeah. and yet it's yeah. not one of the nine characteristics listed. And then it hit me one one point. Actually, it it's is. The first, it's right? the first. It's right. love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you take that scripture that says, Give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. That's a farming term. Mm. It's the idea of you fill a barrel full, you shake the barrel until all the crevices are filled in, and then you fill it back up until it runs over the top and is running off the sides. That's what God said. If you will give, I'll give it back to you. Now, the question is, where did it come from to start with? To be able to give. Mm-hmm. It's cold because, and so we're we're treating it as if we earned it, right? And God said, "No, you didn't earn it. You've got breath that's not your breath that you breathe to be able to work. You've got a job you go to that I made possible for you, and all. And then you just run that far as you want to run it, and it never ends. That God is just giving to us in all kinds of ways. So God is is the most generous giver in the universe. Amen." If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.